Hey everybody, Josh Sheridan here with the Barely Legal Podcast. Uh, today is officially the earliest podcast I've ever done. Uh, my buddy Dave Sweeney was nice enough to come by at uh, 7 a.m. to uh, talk to us about uh, a myriad of things. Uh, he is from Ireland. He moved here from New York with his wife and has two kids. His kids actually go to school with my daughter, but he's quite an interesting fellow. He's got a great taste in music. Uh, he works in uh, various uh, uh, areas of construction here locally, and he's just all around a, a cool guy. So thank you for coming on the show, Dave. Thanks for having me, Josh. Pleasure to be here. All right. So I was joking with you in the parking lot before we came in. This is probably like halfway into your day. What time are you normally up? Uh, normally, um, around about four o'clock. Are you really? Now, is that for work purposes or is it just... No, more? I go to Orange Theory. That's right. Did you already do that today? No, they closed all the studios. Oh, God, of that's right. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So I, I've seen a bunch of stuff on social media about people doing prison workouts now. You know, <laughs> yeah. Go... yeah, they started posting online. They're showing workouts from home where people are lifting paint cans and stuff yeah. like that. But, uh, I, I'm, I'm yeah. kind of interested what this whole thing is going to spawn just in... in the way we conduct our lives and the way we spend our money and yeah i don't know where it's gonna end like because you know right now we're we're in that area of uncertainty as to how bad it's actually going to get here I mean, yeah i've seen how bad it's gotten in china and italy yeah. so how it's going to get here i don't know i mean now you just it's not too late for the actions that president trump has taken oh yeah well yeah he's, he's on top of it stuff. he's on top yeah, of yeah, it no yeah. worries there it's under control it's it'll be <laughs> gone it's, a, it's, it's gonna be gone by april it's a liberal hoax don't worry yeah. about it um now you just went to ireland right yeah yeah i was now, there just just two weeks ago today oh my actually God. so it's, stay it's, six feet away well it's fine but uh you know i said the i I feel normally I purport to be Irish, but with you in the room, I kind of feel embarrassed about <laughs> saying such. But I like to say the Irish have faced much no, you're worse. Good. I mean, as soon as I seen the Sheridan name, I mean, okay, know, good. I got, I got your blessing. You're definitely well, Irish, yeah. Anyway, um, so did you go with the family or by yourself? Just myself and the wife. And was it was it for fun? Was it just ch- friend? Uh, one of my best friends from school was getting married. Oh so wow! Just went for four nights. And what's an Irish wedding like? Whew bananas is we, it? Uh, yeah we landed at eight o'clock on thursday morning and went down checked into our hotel had a quick nap woke up and essentially started drinking and stopped drinking at two o'clock on sunday morning went home to the hotel got four hours sleep got up got into a taxi went back to the airport and flew home. oh my god yeah. whereabouts in ireland was it it was in uh, county wicklow which is about an hour an hour south of dublin okay and where are you from originally? I'm from Donegal, which is in the northwest. Okay. So now, three, three and a half hours. Legend has it, or if you see this picture over here to my left, that this is my great grandfather who was an attorney in Sligo. So, okay. where's Sligo? Uh, Sligo is 40, 45 minutes away from my hometown, which okay. is Donegal town. I went to school in Sligo. That's awesome. That's yeah. so cool. I, so. I, I know I felt a kinship. Yeah. I, 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 Right away when I met you guys, when Stella started Christ the King, I was like, you got to make friends with Lila because i got to hang out with her daddy. So <laughs> Dina knows that I have like a, a download crush on you. So I've Well, been... thanks. <laughs> anyway, so how was it in Ireland? Did the p- people over there worried about it? or? Well, at the time, two weeks ago, it, it was only really kicking in. There were, I think there had been one case in Ireland that had, you know, a person had been in Italy and they yeah. flew back and they were in Northern Ireland. So other than that, there were more cases in Tampa when we left than there was in Ireland at the time. Yeah. Um, I think it's changed a little bit, but not as much because they uh, they took action pretty fast. They have everything shut down. Yeah. No, no St. Patrick's Day parades. No pub. All the pubs are closed. All the I know pubs are closed. Everything. I mean, it's it was it's the saddest St. Patrick's Day in history yeah. that I can remember. I was I was dancing around my living room yesterday with my daughter just just well, to have a, a bit of a parade ourselves. Well, yeah. Dina was asking me. She's like. She's like, I bet Dave's bummed out. And I said, I don't even know that the Irish really care about St. Patrick's Day. I, they Every day St. Patrick's Day for them. I mean, is that, <laughs> is that like as big of a deal for you guys as it, it is for everybody over I here? I mean, I think being away from Ireland, it's bigger yeah. now. But um, growing up in Ireland, it was more, I mean, when you're a kid, you just went just down, a Tuesday. You hung around the town and, <laughs> yeah. you know, you did what you did every other day. You know, you just didn't have any school. That yeah. Was it. Now, uh, I, I said you work in construction, and it's probably not an apt uh, description of what you do. What, what is it specifically that you do? Well, I work for a company called Spectra Contract Flooring. Okay. They're probably, well, they are the biggest uh, 
commercial flooring contractor in the southeast. So are you all over the Tampa Bay area, all over Florida? All over Florida, essentially. Okay. What jobs are you working on right now? Right now, we are doing a golf course out in Bel Air. Uh, oh, wow. Pelican Golf. Okay. So they're a huge development. So like the there. club doing all the floor in there? Or? Yeah, they've, they've built a new clubhouse. So they've got our contract is like a 1.5 million. Oh, wow. So it's all high-end finishes and stuff. And then we're doing the uh, the Virage on Bayshore with the new high oh, wow. rise that's gone up there. Wow. So we did 70. Is that the thing that the uh, Oxford units. Exchange, is it Oxford Exchange guy or what's the, is that the development that's right there on Bayshore that they're trying to open up as like a high-end country club or something like no, that? No, that's, that's the one further down. Okay. Um, we, I think we have the contract and okay. we haven't started any work there yet. Okay. Now, is this slowing you guys down in that regard or are you guys at work as We're usual? We're still full steam ahead. Yeah. yeah. They haven't, I mean, there's 200 people on the Pelican job, so they're like, you know, I don't know if they're going to implement that. You yeah, know, limited gathering people on the job sites and not, but they haven't yet. It's crazy. I, yeah. I was uh, I was telling you I was at this uh, local coffee place called Spatty's just there on uh, on uh, was that McDill Mac- down McDill McDill yeah. and Interbay, and I was talking to the guy uh, Greg who who owns it, and he said that you know they closed down Armature Works, which closed down a lot of people's second store, yeah. which is gonna kill them, and then if. I guess last night a lot of the bars and restaurants were closed at 5 p.m. So, I just uh, you know it it's hard it's hard to predict what this is going to do. But anyway, yeah. well let's 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 go on to to sunnier sunnier topics. Um, how old were you uh, when you moved from Ireland? 21. Okay, so you spent quite a lot of time over there. Yeah. Now, are you an only child, or do you have no, siblings? No, I have four sisters and three brothers. Oh wow! Small you Irish, are Irish Catholic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so where do you fall in that lineup? Fourth. Okay. Fourth. So, so my parents kind of had us in, in two batches. So we have the the older four. There's four kids two years apart, and then there's seven years between myself and the next, and then there's four kids, maybe about five and a half years apart. And what did your parents do? Uh, my dad was in construction. Oh, was he? Yeah. Is that where you yeah. learned it from? And yeah, you, oh, yeah, wow. pretty much. That's he great. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he was a steel fixer um, when I was younger, and then when we got a little bit older, he started building his own houses. And uh, I think I remember, maybe I'm misremembering, you told me a story that in Ireland you could pretty much drive around and point out like everything that he worked on. Was that you? Yeah, uh, no, may not have been me, but I, I probably could point around. Yeah, yeah. No, you know what? Okay, I'm mixing you up. When I was just in Scotland, the... Uh, one of the guys that uh, took us on a tour, I think his dad did signs, and he was saying that like any sign that was made in like four towns in the past forty years, his family did. He's yeah. like, did that one, did that one, did that one, <laughs> yeah. did that. So I guess that's probably a little bit more common in the UK than, than yeah. over here, where things have a half life of about two weeks before they get knocked down and rebuilt. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so your dad was in construction. What did your mom do? She was a stay-at-home mom. Oh, I guess with seven kids, yeah. seven Irish kids. Non- that's a nonstop that's morning, a... morning to night, and she still she she's the exact same now. She doesn't stop. Right, is your father still alive? Yeah, both of them okay. still alive. Do they live over there or over here? Over there. Okay, um, and their health pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My father had a few uh, heart issues last year, but he got a couple of stents put in. So okay, other than that, he's fine. And what about your siblings? Where are they spread out? I have. Uh, my eldest sister, well, the eldest in, in the family, she's uh, in New York. I have my youngest sister is in Antwerp. And, um, Antwerp? Yeah. In have you been there? I have not. I've okay. been to Brussels before, okay. but not Antwerp. And everyone else is in Donegal. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, so you and your sister, the only two who made it over here. Yeah, I moved. I initially moved over here with my uh, my eldest brother, or my, uh, my older brother in 2001. Actually, it's... Nearly exactly 19 years. It was March 28, oh, 2001. Wow. Yeah. Happy anniversary. Thanks. Yeah. So he stayed for two years and left again because of the Celtic Tiger that was happening over there. What's that? It was the uh, the boom in uh, the early 2000s where there was a huge construction boom in Ireland. Okay. And my dad was building 16 houses. So we went back to run that for him and help him build. They call that the Celtic Tiger? The Celtic Tiger. You never heard that expression? No. Really? And it sounds like a bar. Or a... <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> if I open, open a bar, now I've got the name. So. Yeah, that's what they call it, the boom. The, the so boom what was there, that? How did that come about? What was that? What's the kind of origins of that? Where did the boom come from? Was there um, I just legislation think that, or was there a baby no, boom? It, or was it, there a... it was uh, 
banks giving people 150% mortgages to oh, build okay. houses and, you know, and then with all of that, with all the uptake. Did they have a 2008 the of their own? Oh, they did. Yeah. yeah well, it, it, was it around the same it, time or? Exactly. Okay, time. so it they just did it, the same thing happen with it them. It melted the country. It really oh, did. Gosh. There were, I think at the time there were like 110,000 houses that were being built that were just left empty. That's insane. Now it bounced back again. There's a housing shortage there. But really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's the only kind of uh, light at the end of the tunnel I see with this is, you know, there's when you're in the minute, everything seems like a severe uh, ebb and a flow, but on a long enough timeline, it, yeah. it barely registers. So yeah, it'll bounce back. It you just have does. to have that perspective. But Exactly, yeah. Um, so, uh, growing up in Ireland, uh, now what's the school system like over there? Is it first through eighth and then high school, or is it No, it's, uh, it's essentially there's no middle school. Okay. So we have elementary school and then high school. So you're at elementary school from 4 to 12, and then high school from 12 to 17. Now the siblings that were closer to you to you in age, did you guys all go to the same school? Or? Yeah, okay. yeah. We are, every one of us. We all went to the same school. Everyone went to the same elementary. Everyone went to the same okay. high school. And I, I assumed Catholic. Were you guys raised Catholic or Protestant yeah. or okay? Catholic. Yeah. It's, it's usually one or the other. Yeah, though, right. Yeah. Now I I think I asked you this before, and I vaguely recall your answer, but um, the whole deal with you know Northern Ireland and you know the. IRA and all that was that something you were aware of had that already kind of passed by no by we were yeah we were definitely aware of it I mean Donegal town is like 25 minutes from the border yeah. so there would have been I mean not necessarily in my time growing up but in the 70s there would have been a big faction of the IRA so for in the town. for those who, who don't know can you kind of just briefly give a history of what I'm talking about about the IRA well just the, the, the troubles the, yeah okay well so essentially England had been ruling Ireland for 800 years and in 1916 there was a rise in descent. Eamon de Valera was captive and he, he was broken out of prison in England and brought back to Ireland by the Irish Republicans. But he couldn't go back to England for fear of getting arrested when the revolution was going on. and. The IRA or the Irish Republicans decided to do this when World War One was going on because a lot of the British troops were deployed in Europe. And so they started to target all the politicians, all high-end politicians or all the majors in the army. And they essentially were assassinating them, bombings, shootings, whatever. And the British government eventually decided, yeah, okay, we're going to sit down and have peace talks. But the Irish Republicans couldn't send De Valera to England for these talks because they were afraid he was going to get arrested and killed or whatever. Yeah. Whatever. So they sent Michael Collins, okay, who was an army general, great army tactician, but not a politician. So when he went over to negotiate, he managed to negotiate getting twenty six counties back, and that's why you you have that split. So Ireland's made up of thirty two counties. Okay. You have 26 in the Republic of Ireland and now six in Northern Ireland. And when he came back, he was under the impression that it would only be a matter of time before England would give back the other six that are in Northern Ireland. That didn't happen. Michael Collins was assassinated for being a traitor. And here we are right now where we've been fighting to get it back since. So is it still like a big thing over there? It is. is it... I mean, it's not as big in terms of the violence. That's That's pretty much ended, you know, towards the late 90s after the, there was a big bomb in Anoma where they called in a bomb threat and I don't know, there was a mix up in communication somewhere. So all the, the Northern Ireland police force, they moved all the people out from the center of the town towards the outskirts of the town. But there was a market on that day where they had parked the car that had the bomb and it. They couldn't park it in the center of the town. So they parked it on the outskirts of the town. ended up having a... It, Mass casualties. Yeah, I, I don't remember how many people died, but I was in Boston at the time for a summer and I was watching on the news and I couldn't believe it. And then after that, I think both sides were like, because there were so many women and kids yeah. and they were like, it's too far. Um, and then <laughs> well, with the help I'll take of, this level of bombing, yeah, but that's just... <laughs> yeah, with, with, uh, and I mean, with, with a huge help from, uh, from President Clinton and uh, Senator George Mitchell, they sat down, they managed to get both parties to sit down and talk to each other and they came came upon the Good Friday Agreement, Peace Treaty, and they had Northern Ireland government. Now it's had its ups and downs and they've broken the government off and 
it's been gone and back net gone. positive yeah i mean it's it's still the underlying faction is still there because you still have you know you still have the orange parades on july 12th you still have st patrick's you know so when you drive through northern ireland you'll go through certain towns and you'll know what Where side you you're are, on yeah. for, in terms of if there's a union jack flying or if there's a tricolor flying so there's a there's a political component to it uh yeah. but then isn't there also a religious component the religious to it? thing as well yeah okay yeah. how does that break down is that well that that started english protestant yeah irish i mean Catholic, my, my history isn't great well you, the great thing about this show is i like to say for the listeners who don't know but truly i don't know so don't fact check yeah you're, yeah you're explaining it to me yeah um so it, it was i can't remember which um which king of England he wanted to get married? Oh, I think yeah. for the seventh time. Dina would know this. Dina yeah. yeah. And uh, the Catholic Church said, "No, you you, you got to stop this. You can't keep doing it." So he broke off. I think it was Richard, Richard something, King Richard something. Okay, that's all right. But then uh, he so he broke off and formed Protestantism, and it kind of went from there. And I don't know where the origins of the hatred came from. I think it all just stemmed from. The English being in Ireland and treating the Irish like dirt and, you know, pushing them all. You know, there was a guy called Oliver Cromwell and his line was to hell or to Connacht. So Connacht was on, is on the west coast of Ireland where mm -hmm. all the worst land is, is all full of rocks. And so it was either you move there or, or you're going to die. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So, and that's, I mean, there's all sorts of different expressions. And so the Irish people moved to Connacht and they worked. The lands they got rid of all the rocks they planted crops and then the english went and took all that from them as well and that's how the famine started and i mean there shouldn't there should have never been a famine in ireland yeah should because they were exporting all the potatoes from the country out of the country wow and yes yeah, it's, it's 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 i was telling you about this when i got back from Scot scotland but so I, in 2008 uh we went to ireland i I wish we would have gotten past Dublin, but we kind of just got stuck in downtown Dublin and never really made it out of there. But I'm sure we'll... Temple Bar is a fun area. I'm yeah, sure you yeah, there. yeah, yeah. you got to do a couple trips over there. But then we just did uh, Scotland uh, in February, and there's something about the history. It, it just everything is drenched with like history. I, I there's probably a more poetic way to say it, but. You feel it in your bones, in your lungs. You feel like yeah. stuff happened here. Like there were wars fought here. There was art made here. There was, you know, countries changed here. It's, yeah. And it's just, it, it permeates from everywhere. And even if you're, you know, at, at the North Face store, you can walk out and look right and see, you know, Highclere Castle or see whatever the thing is. And it's just like, it's it's everywhere in your lungs. So, you know... Living in Tampa, it's like that was the first Starbucks in South Hillsborough <laughs> County. You know, it just doesn't. It just yeah, doesn't it's, register. it's funny. Um, the hotel that I stayed at recently, it, I think it was well, they claimed to be the oldest hotel in Ireland. It was established in sixteen oh eight. Oh, the fact that that can even still run. I mean, yeah, I, I, yeah. Just from a plumbing perspective. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> well, we had plumbing issues the first day that we were there, but uh, yeah, you know that. So, so, uh, you know, growing up there, did, did any of that register with you or is it just, you didn't know anything else and that's just kind of how life was? Yeah, that's just kind of how life was, you know, it, uh, it was, was, I mean, life was great there. Yeah. It, was, it really, really was. Did you up, have music in your household? Yeah. Yeah. My dad played, he still plays guitar and sings. Well, and what type of music were you introduced to as a Me? I, I mean, I, I would, I would say all my music taste comes from my eldest brother. Okay. You know, my What's dad, his name? Dale. Dale. Or De Derek. Derek. He's, okay. he's called Dale. Dale for short. Yeah. How old is he now? He would be 40, 44. Oh, old man. How old yeah. are you? 40. I, okay. turned, I was 40 uh, in December. Okay. So uh, tell me what, what, what music was Dale playing that Well, uh, I mean, he went through all sorts of his, but Thin Lizzy was his first. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean. So now, when, when did he die? Did he died like in early 80s, like 80? 80... 81, I think it was. Okay, so you would have been... Too yeah, young to too young. seen him or known much about him yeah, at that time. Yeah. Now, what's his story? Because he was a he was a black gentleman. Yeah. Um, uh, is there a significant community of black people in Ireland? There or? wouldn't be. No, there would be now. Okay. But back when he was born in Ireland, de there okay. definitely wouldn't be. No, it would have only been in Dublin. So, so we're talking about Phil Linet, who was a singer, uh, and and I think he played bass, right? He played. The, yeah. Yeah, bass for Thin Lizzy, which is an amazing rock band from Ireland. 
And if you go to Dublin, there's quite a few uh, statues and, and murals uh, dedicated to him. But anyway, so Thin Lizzy, who else? Thin Lizzy, The Doors, um, Nirvana comes in with a lot, a lot yeah. of hard rock. Heavy were the rock. Pogues big in Ireland? The Pogues were huge okay. in Ireland. Yeah. What's what's the what's the singer's name? He's got, Shane McGowan. Yeah, he's got the worst teeth you've ever seen. Yeah. In the person's yeah. mouth. Not not the prettiest guy, but he's yeah. got a hell of a voice. Yeah, he does. Yeah. So he, uh, he was built for radio. <laughs> that's right. Well, if I can identify with that, so. But anyway, so uh, so, you know, there's a. I think I've talked to you before. I kind of the whole reason I started this show was my love for Mark Marin. And uh, he's got his podcast, WTF Podcast. But one of the common themes on that is when he talks music with people about the importance older brothers have in the life of a, a young uh, fan time. of music. Because yeah. yeah. I, I was an only child, so uh, I remember my dad had... Well, the, the big thing that I got from him was George Carlin. He, okay. had, he had George Carlin records, and so... I think that planted the seeds of of social anarchy and just yeah. kind of questioning the system. Did you like your dad's music when you were growing up? I did. He was really into folk. Like he liked uh, Pete Seeger, Bob Dylan, uh, uh, that kind of stuff. Okay. There's some other people who I'm drawn to. But my, well, the funniest thing though is my dad had like a huge crush on Tina Turner. And really? So, <laughs> so yeah, Tina Turner kind of holds this weird spot in my formative years nice. of music but uh flashbacks yeah but I, the two records that i remember that i had was i had grease uh and then i had like a duran duran record and okay. those are those those the duran duran grease and george carlin so <laughs> what a it's, it's a wonder <laughs> it's, i'm not schizophrenic yeah, yeah. <laughs> that kind of runs the gamut but uh but i think being an only child is kind of what my entry point into music was is because i just at home you know had two parents who were yeah. a little bit older parents so i had to fill my time with something. something yeah yeah right sure. so yeah. now did did he play your older brother uh he played a little bit of guitar but not not for very long and what about guitar. irish music like traditional irish music was that in the household at all was that around no okay i mean i i played i learned to play the tin whistle when i was young but i the never what the tin whistle the tin whistle, okay. Yeah. Okay. So I played that when I was younger, but okay. traditional music was never really big in our house. My dad was into Irish country music. He was in into country music in general. Irish country music. Yeah, I can't even describe it. I'll give you a few artists to yeah. go and look at. Yeah, up, I wanna but, I wanna yeah, check it out. Brace your ears. Oh yeah. Not... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And anytime you feel yeah. Country, country. My mother was more of a rocker. She she was into Thin Lizzy, Full in it, okay. you know, and stuff like that. So, so uh, the the decision to move over to the states, how did that come about? Uh, where to start? Okay, so in in 1998, myself and my best friend um, spent the summer in Boston. Um, it was his decision. He was he had a cousin in Boston. So you're 20, 21, thereabouts. 18. 18. Okay. Yeah, and uh, he said. You know, we didn't have any plans. Do you want to go to Boston for the summer? I was like, yeah, sure, why not? So we went to Boston, spent the summer there. Where in Boston? Um, we were in Brighton. Okay. Big Irish community. Yeah. Yeah. Now, um, were you accepted over there? Were you treated as royalty or were you? Um, I mean, there were so many Irish people there, so it was just like. like legit? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. It, was, it was like we, we went to another town in Ireland, essentially. Because really there's, there's a whole other quote-unquote Boston Irish, which yeah. are very different from yeah, you. Very, very yeah, different. Yeah. I've, I've learned that. Did since... you learn it on that trip? Or... Not on that trip, okay. no. Okay. You know, after I moved to New York, I would, I would go up there every year, yeah. and then, yeah, got to learn that part of it as Not well. as pleasant of people as, no, as, no, as people not from, so much. <laughs> from proper Ireland. But, uh, so you yeah. went over to Boston, and what did you over do? Over to Boston, I uh, was essentially laboring for a carpentry company, carrying sheetrock and two-by-fours up flights of stairs i wow. lost i lost like 30 pounds that's all i've done that work before and man alive <laughs> yeah if, if you want if you're worried about your kids going to college or anything have them <laughs> yeah. do that for a summer in florida i know oh, it, it was that was a killer yeah. And, yeah and again the the heat you know i mean boston anywhere here is yeah i mean summertime so gnarly and we're just not used to that type of weather so so long story short finished up went back finished school and i said or we spent while we were there, we spent a weekend in New York, and I was just amazed by the size, the sheer volume of people, and just the hustle and bustle and noise. It was, I mean, I, from where I'm from, three and a half thousand people to go to New York City, you're like, holy 
Morley. This is so New York is the closest you get in this country to that feeling I was describing for me in Ireland and yeah. everything else. You yeah. get that kind of rush of blood. Yeah, you know, yeah. But so. I, I get that every time I go to New York. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So, and you ended up moving there for a while, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, went back to Ireland, finished school, didn't know what I wanted to do. And then my older brother came out for a fre uh, friend's wedding in New York. And he came back and said, we should move out. He was, I was working my brother's bar at the time. I wasn't really leaving anything. He, your brother had, had a bar? My brother had a bar. What was yeah. it called? Um, the National. Oh man. Yeah, that was a, that was a fun Good time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Especially when you're 19, 20. Where was that? It was right in the center of Dunning all the time. What's the, what's the drinking age there? 18. Oh, yeah. Well, legally. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, eighteen months. Yeah, practically, but yeah. So, so uh, oh man, that's awesome. That is, is it still chaos. open or no? No, okay. no. He had that for almost ten years, and then he moved to another place, and he had that for like six or seven years, okay. and then got out of it. Okay. Yeah. My my dad has a bar there. Does he really? Yeah. What's that called? It's called the Forge. The Forge. Yeah. Amazing names, man. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It, 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 the building was an old forge. It used to be. Well, old. that's the great thing about Ireland, uh, in my experience, just in Dublin, is you know we were looking at the bars and it's like, do you want to go to the church? Well, what's the church? It used to be a church where Arthur Guinness got married. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to go to the bank? Sure. What's the bank? It used to be a bank. We keep all the kegs downstairs. Yeah, we're, where we're, the, we're very literal. Where the sellers know? are. Well, but it's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Better than what, what do we have here? Beef O'Brady's, the most like pejorative. <laughs> you know you know obvious irish like it's almost insulting you know? yeah yeah you want to go to bennigan's or O'Brien? you know <laughs> but anyway so well that's cool i didn't know he still had one in, in yeah, yeah I, I i suspect and maybe you'll tell me otherwise but it's a lot easier to keep a bar open over there than it is over here it is it is yeah. i mean in our town it's it's pretty competitive because there's a lot of bars i mean when i was growing up there was 18 different pubs that we could have gone to but people like actually go there it's a meeting place yeah like it's yes yeah, it's, it's, it's more it's, of a communal it's very, very social yeah yeah you know when we were in scotland i saw that too even out on the countryside uh we went to this place and that's just where everybody in the neighborhood had dinner, you know, they yeah. just kind of meet there and it wasn't yeah. necessarily that they're going there to get shit faced. It's just like, that's what you do. You talk about your day at work and yeah. you, people brought their dogs in and it was just, it was a couple of pints in the evening or whatever. Yeah. 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 That's so that's, awesome. That's yeah, so awesome. Yeah. I, 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 I hope I don't live in Florida forever. I, I want there to be a period of my life where I can live abroad and I would, I would love to do that. But so when did you meet Nikki? And 2002. So I was in New York just just over a year. Okay. Met, yeah. And that Nikki's his wife, by the way. Um, so uh, now now I remember vaguely, and you'll have to remind me. Was she in FSU, and then somehow she, she went to FSU, and as soon as she finished there, she moved to New York. Did she study design or fashion or any of that? She or? actually um, she did Italian as a foreign language. Oh wow! Can yeah. she speak it? She can. Yeah, I mean, anytime we go to Italy, yeah, she, she she gets us through it. Gets the yeah, she doesn't it. practice it very much, but if sure. if she was in it, she she would be able to do That's it. That's crazy. Yeah. So, what was her what was her maiden name? Uh, Seriani. Oh, okay. So she has three yeah. three Italian grandparents. Okay, I was gonna say why why Italian, but yeah. th that's why. So, yeah. um, now where was she from originally? She was born in Pennsylvania. Okay. And then moved to Tallahassee when she was ten. Okay. And so. she studied Italian. Then how'd she end up in New York? Um, she wanted to get into the fashion industry. Okay. Um, um, so she moved up to a couple of friends she had there. And, and what did she do? What did she do? In she worked for a swimwear designer. Okay. Yeah. Like like actually designing, actually the construction, more, the sales? Uh, more the... business marketing. Okay. Uh, and how did you guys come across each other? We met each other in a bar. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> surprise. I asked that quite well. No, that's yeah. most, but that's yeah. I've asked that question a good deal, and I've gotten Grinder and Tinder a lot more than. Uh, yeah. I think we're a little bit older. We than did old that. school, yeah. 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 So a bar now is kind of old school and like an acceptable thing. It's not yeah. a bad answer. Anymore. Yeah. She was on a bachelorette party, and she was up dancing on the bar, and I was like, "Yeah, I like her." I like so, her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know what's funny? I, I was just thinking this when you said that it's come up three times now in this interview. How many life decisions, the seed of them, are rooted around someone else getting married? Whether visiting a town you've never been to before, yeah. meeting someone whose guard is let down because of a bachelor or a bachelorette party. I was talking to uh, this guy, Pat Clemwish, last Friday, and he's a, a, a doctor. He went to Harvard, but he's traveled the world. He lived in like the Brazil. He lived in Peru. He's going to Kenya. 
and we were talking about how deltas, you know, like landmass deltas, yeah. how they, almost anywhere in the world there's a delta, there's a type of music that was spawned from the delta because of how easily, how much of a port it was for foreign people yeah. to come into, but then also just trade routes and people coming up and down and being passed to. And I wonder if in a, in a kind of tangential but similar way, weddings kind of are these turning points yeah, for yeah. people in their lives to meet I meet, meet your spouse who was lived somewhere else and you would have never had an opportunity to, but for that weekend, exactly, you, yeah. you visited a place because you were going there for a wedding. It was, and... it was so right because it was my first time in that particular bar. Uh, one of my work colleagues just he said, "You want to go for a couple of drinks?" So we went in there. We were surprisingly at the time sober. Yeah, they were not so much right. sober on the bachelorette party, but I mean, we just hung out with their friends for the night and. Had a lot of fun. There's this book, uh, I can't remember the full title of it, but it's called Black Swan, and it talks about how history does these Black Swan events, which things don't normally happen, but then just once something happening yeah. that normally doesn't happen can either speed up the evolution of something or change directions. And so in, in, a, in a very kind of small way, these little Black Swan weddings that... Kind of like serendipity. Yeah, type of thing. so yeah, she yeah. was on the bar dancing, you thought you liked her, and it just took off from yeah, there. Yeah, we just we started talking. I asked her for her number. She gave me her number. And again, at the time, because in Ireland, you don't really date or you didn't really date then. You always knew the person that yeah. you ended up going out with or seeing. So it was a new new, thing new, for you. new game for me to play type yeah. of thing. So I had, you know, I'd gone on a few dates and they hadn't worked out. Or people are always surprised when you actually call them. Yeah. And then it was like the... Psycho, three, why are you calling well, me? Well, <laughs> then there's so many rules with it, a three-day yeah. rule, and yeah. then you, or you don't, if you wait more than three days and you're not that interested yeah. or whatever. And Earlier than like, you're jumping the is, gun. This is just too complicated. Yeah. I don't I don't get it. Why, why can't I just ask for a number and then call her tomorrow and figure right. out if I'm going to go out? So, you know, and I just said to her, I was like, look, I'm, I'm warning you, I'm, I'm going to call. Yeah. And she's kind of looking at me funny. I was like, well, I think... You know, the way it seems to be around here is people will get your number and they'll never call you. I was like, if I'm getting your number, I'm going to call. Yeah. And she was like, okay, sure, no problem. So I called her four days later and told her I couldn't see her for two weeks because I was working nights. <laughs> it's just not working out. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, what? I was like, nah, I'm being serious. I'm, yeah. I'm working nights. I can't, I, can't go, I can't go on a date or whatever right now. Yeah. But, you know, I'll, I'll give you a call and we'll figure, figure out something else. Did so. you ever see the movie Swingers? Yeah. When he, he meets the girl in the bar and he's like, hey, I'm just giving a call. He's like, oh, it cut off the last time. And like in the course of an hour, he's called her 20 times. He's like, I, it's, it's more me. It's not you. I don't think it's working out. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, let me let me let you into a secret, which you probably know, but the Irish accent, you could have probably called whenever you wanted to. and you. Yeah, that, yeah, was, yeah. that was one thing I, opens I learned a lot, pretty English quickly and Irish in New accents York. over yeah. here open a lot of doors for yeah. you that yeah. otherwise wouldn't be. So, yeah. So, uh, skipping ahead, uh, did, now, did you guys get married in New York? Did you get married in Ireland? Where we got married in St. Pete. Really? Yeah. Whereabouts yeah. in St. Pete? Uh, do you know the Postcard Inn? On yes. The beach down Holy shit, really? Yeah. How did that come to pass? Um, well, Nikki's brother has oh, lived right. in Tampa that's for right. whatever, 12, 13 years, and we used to come down every year, and I always said, if I'm going to get married, which I was a commitment phobe anyway, but... If I'm going to get married, I want to do it on the beach. Yeah. In flip flops. That's awesome. So we didn't actually do it on the beach in flip flops because there was a monsoon that morning. Oh my and it, god! It flooded the beach. Oh no! <laughs> but we got married in the garden. At, well, at if Post raining Canada. on your wedding day is a good luck, then yeah. if monsoon on your wedding day, yeah. you guys are gonna. Yeah. It was only in the morning, but it flooded the beach enough to where we couldn't have the ceremony on yeah. it. But the rest of the day was perfect. Like so. So Dean and I got married on Anna Maria Island Beach. Okay. Uh, so we we did the whole flip flops and the sand thing. But uh, Dina's brother. Derek and our sister-in-law Katie, they decided that they were going to get married in Positano in Italy. Which, okay. Have you been to Italy? I yeah. would imagine. Okay. Yeah. So Positano is kind of the coastal, like the rocky cliffs, and uh, gorgeous, gorgeous town. But the day of their wedding, they had like the biggest hurricane, and well, not a hurricane, but whatever the 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 similar thing is over there, and the biggest flood they'd ever had in like a hundred years, and like car cars were like washing off the side of the mountain into the water. And I was just watching my brother-in-law and, you know, just the amount of work that went into planning a, a yeah. wedding in Italy and just to wash it, it ended up being beautiful and there, there was no problems. But, uh, yeah, so yeah. Best, not, nothing never really goes the way you plan. Best laid plans. Yeah. They say you, yeah. people plan and God laughs. So, yeah, yeah it's similar. <laughs> yeah. So how long did you guys stay in New York after you got married? Um, we got married in 2000 and 
11 and then we moved here in 2016 the end of 2016 so five years and now is she working or no no okay yes. and did you have a job in construction here right away or uh not straight away no we were here maybe five or six weeks and okay. just started making a few phone calls i gotta figure it's pretty easy to get a construction job down here. yeah yeah, yeah. i mean just a lot of building going yeah, on especially with my background of working in new york and stuff you yeah know, you got yeah yeah you Got legit credential. Fast, yeah. Now you've got you got two kids. You got Lila and Rio. Yeah. And Lila is six or thereabouts because mm -hmm. she's my daughter's age in my daughter's class. And then Rio is four. He'll be four in July. And Rio, man, this kid. <laughs> if I if Ireland was a four year old, it would be uh, Rio. Just one hundred percent. Big old. He's a bruiser. Big old red hair. I mean, he's a lover and a bruiser. Sweet kid. Um. But uh, the, the reason I ask about Rio is it's because of an entry point to something else I wanted to discuss with you. Who's Rio named after? Rio Ferdinand, and, soccer and, player. And where did he play? He played for Manchester United okay. in England. So uh, you now what what how do, what do we call it in Ireland? Do we call it footy? Do we call it football? football. Soccer? Yeah, football. Okay. I've been here so long. I I now call it soccer now because you've... no one ever understood what I was talking about when I said football. So now I call it soccer. Now was that was that something from a very early age you loved or oh yeah from yeah. i mean i remember i remember watching the fa cup final in 1983 so i was three years old manchester united were in it and they won it have they always been your team yeah yeah they were my dad's team they were my eldest brother's team they were my team my the brother that's just directly older than me he supports liverpool so he's kind of the, he's the, the, he's, the, he's the black sheep in yeah, the family, the yeah. the family. <laughs> well it's funny because manchester united is like the one team a lot of non-fans in america know so it's kind of the team that they're almost like the yankees in america like everybody just buys that jersey yeah, and, yeah. but no one knows anything about them yeah, so their, their global image is huge well didn't like, didn't the glazers them. buy them yeah, or they own them do they own them yeah are they running them as well as they're running the bucks um if you ask a, a true Man United yeah. fan, a lot of the grassroots Man United fans hate them because they just they're taking the money out. That yeah. they say that they're not investing in the team, which I don't think that's true because they've spent, you know, a billion pound on players in the yeah. last ten years. You know, so I don't, I don't know if their heart is in the right place in terms of running the club, but I don't think they've done anything to too hurt wrong. the club. Yeah, yeah. I really don't. Who are the big players on Man United? Right now, Paul Pogba. Okay. Um, we've, we're going through a transition period oh, right yeah. now, so there wouldn't be a, a lot of household sure. names. Um, Anthony Martial, Marcus Rashford is a England striker. Um, Bruno Fernandes, we just bought him from Sporting Lisbon in Portugal. Um, and then, you know, just a lot of, a lot of younger what leagues players are going on? Right? Are any leagues on right now? Nothing. So Everything's kind of... cancelled. Oh, because of, oh because shit! Of the virus. Everything is done. Sport is done. Oh yeah, it's crazy. They they just cancelled. There's a the international, the European competition. What's the on one the that's in the summer, canceled. halfway between World Cup? It's like the a, Euro, the Euros. That would that would have been the summer. Yeah, and that, that was, got canceled. It was pushed to next year. Oh wow! Yeah. So will they push the World Cup too, or will they just do it? Well, in the next what? World Cup is in Qatar. Oh, and yeah. it's going to be held in like November and December. So okay. they think with this break right now, it may work out in the scheduling that, you know, they could kind of push the seasons around for it to work like that. I don't know. The greatest thing as, as an American about uh, European soccer is you, you got to watch it at like 5 a.m. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and so one of my favorite Sorry. memories was going and you... you what was what what year was the World Cup when it was in Africa where they had the Vavuzelas or whatever those horns were? Um, two thousand six. So you, would you have been in New York then? Yeah. So I was up there for that World Cup and it was amazing because everybody was like at bars drinking like super early in the morning, yeah. and every TV in the city had the games on, and so you could hear that sound of that horn just kind of a low. Register pitch, just yeah, the, the boo boo zealous. Yeah, yeah. That was such things. a weird one because there was that, and then they had those soccer balls that didn't have the seams on them. Yeah, and like people couldn't kick them, and yeah, people... that destroyed the goalkeepers. Yeah, yeah, so much like movement throwing in the like air. A yeah, curveball at yeah. the goalkeeper. Yeah. So, I, I that was the first year that I kind of started to learn more. I mean, I don't my my buddy Madge and my my brother in law AJ much better to talk to you about it, but um, I started to pick it up a little bit more, and uh, but. It was so cool. There was I remember there was this uh, bar that was under like a overpass 
on a little like canal or, or lake there and they had the games on and literally like eight o'clock in the morning we were drinking watching the world cup and it was yeah. so much fun yeah yeah so oh i, I didn't it didn't even register me that that's shut down too everything's closed I know. what a bummer man I know. I know. so uh now i you know we also have a shared love of oasis and yes. because of oasis they're uh man city fans so I kind of became a somewhat of a Man City fan okay. because of them, you know, just because I love hearing them talk about I won't, it. I won't hold that against. You. I know, I know. They're kind I, of, I don't like, hold it against them, so uh, I can't yeah. hold it against yeah. you. They're kind of rivals, aren't they? Yeah, I yeah. Mean, they're the two teams city, there. City, city rivals. And what about in Ireland? Are there teams in Ireland? I mean, there are, but they're not. They're not professional or like semi pros. So now, is it? Someone was trying to explain this to me. It's a little bit different than in the states, where like there's defined leagues. Like, isn't there some ways that if you're you do well enough, you can jump leagues? Or is oh, yeah, there's like... there's relegation and promotion. Okay. So the bottom three teams in the Premier League will all drop down to the division below them this year. And the top two teams automat from the division below that automatically come up. And then the teams that finish from third to sixth, they go into a playoff, play ag playoff against each other, and the winner of the overall playoff gets promoted as well. So technically, the Bucks should be like an arena football team or a, <laughs> or, or a Canadian yeah. football team, yeah. just based on performance alone. So, maybe, maybe. Yeah. So. Well, it looks like Brady's gonna play with them. So it's I, you know so in the twilight of his career. Hopefully, so. hopefully your uh, company can get the bid on whatever giant monstrosity he ends up building on Davis Island or yeah. something. He might just buy a uh, Derek Jeter's house or something like that. Yeah. But I'm wondering what he's gonna do because he's gonna have to have something down here. It'll so I know that. Yeah. I wonder if the realtors have already started licking their lips on on figuring out where that's going to be. Guaranteed. So uh, now you play the drums, right? Yep. It's hard to do. I, I know now with with two young ones, but uh, yeah. how did you get into the drums? Um, I started in a mar in a marching band when I was like ten years old. There was a marching band in in the town I grew up in, and I just always had an interest in drums. Yeah. Um, one of my cousins was a drummer, so I think it maybe stemmed from that as well. But started in a marching band, learned there, and then just got into rock music. And have you played in any bands? A few school bands. I always seemed to, I was getting into a band, and life always got in the way. Right. I was either moving, moving countries, or switching cities, yeah, or right. having kids, or whatever. So, never really been in a full time band. But I was in a band at, in high school, and we played. We played one gig, which it's funny. We were just reminiscing about it last week at the wedding. Yeah, yeah oh, some so. of the other bandmates were there. Yeah, bandmates awesome. and the other guys that were dancing around us. At, Do you think Tampa is going to be your home for a while? Or yeah, okay. Yeah. No plans to move. No plans to move right. yet. Good, good. I don't want to hear that you're no. picking up and, and moving. I don't. Again. I don't think my wife could take it. <laughs> so, uh, so aside from Oasis, who else are you into? Um, Oasis. What's the name of the band we saw at the Orpheum? Uh, the Glorious Sons. Yeah, yeah, they were pretty cool. You introduced yeah, me to them. Yeah. And then when I met you the first time, there was a when it was kind of a uh, at, at the school that our kids go to. They kind of had an open house, and was it the Frontiers or the New Frontiers? Yeah. Or, okay. New Frontiers. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, and well, obviously in New York, the huge music scene. So yeah. I started getting into a lot of the the more indie bands. Yeah. You know, um, but growing up, you know, any shows early, that stick early out early in your midnight, memory? Well, my first show was Oasis. Oh God, that's. So you and I have talked about this. My buddy Jesse and I have talked about this. I, I have like a set-aside slush front. I put like 20 bucks in and change in that <laughs> yeah. when they finally announce, I don't care if I'm it's in, gonna in a happen. parking lot outside, yeah. I'm going. Yeah. I don't care if it's in, you know, war-torn whatever, I'm going. I'm yeah. going to go to that. Not, not to rub it in. I've seen them nine times. That's ridiculous. Um, but the first show, I mean, you're, no matter what, who you see for your first show, it's always going to stand out. But this was in... August of 1996, so I was 16, and the bootleg Beatles opened for them. The Prodigy also played. Oh, wow. They were fantastic. Oh, wow. Absolutely fantastic. And then Oasis. And now, I'm trying been... to think, 96, was that, that would have at least been, uh, was it, what's the story, what's Morning the story? Glory? Yeah. Okay, because yeah. I'm, I'm remembering that, I like the first album, but that was the album that just. That was the one that, that skyrocketed. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, sure. everything. And, yeah. uh. So nine times, holy shit! Yeah, so they played. They played Nebworth a couple was of days. Was Liam at all of them, or did he yeah. duck out some of them? He was at all. He was at. Let me see, one in the Point Theater in nineteen ninety seven. It was yeah. either ninety seven or ninety eight. 
apparently he had a sore throat so Noel played the whole gig. Yeah, sore throat. But it was <laughs> it was a great show. Yeah. Well, he's he's a, so the more I've gotten to know about him, like back then Liam was the cool one because yeah. he came out in the parka, he had the the tambourine. He put the mic way above his head and kind yeah. of just cock his head back and would barely do anything. And he just had that snark. But the more you get to know, I mean, Noel is that band. I mean, no, Noel is the creative genius. He really, really. He is wrote that. all the li- licks. He wrote all the lyrics. He's got a really good voice. I really yeah, like the High Flying Birds, which yeah. is who he plays it now. Yeah. Uh, and they're both just the funniest people in the world. <laughs> yeah. Just hilarious. Yeah, I could listen yeah. to them talk forever. I think. I think Noel. I mean, if you see the difference from the start of the interviews that he used to do to now, I mean, right now he's a comical genius. Oh, Stuff he, that he really says, could it is, go is, on tour. It's golden. It yeah. really, really is. Liam, after coming back in his solo career, he had to open up more. He, he had to be, I guess, nicer yeah. to, to the journalists that yeah, were interviewing yeah. him, whereas before he would sit there with an attitude and say, you know. Well, it's my, a different time. You yeah, know? yeah. Back then, social media wasn't around, cell phones around, so exactly, you could... Yeah. Yeah. You could be a dick and it not kind of get out too too much, but now you you, you know you're you, you can't have skeletons in your closet because they're going to be shown on TikTok or Snapchat or whatever whatever else. But uh, there's that there's a video that came out not too long ago and it's uh, Liam reading to a bunch of school kids and it's, yeah. it's so funny because yeah. it's like the amount of cocaine he's done, and just yeah. everything else, and all these little school kids is like. If you only knew. Yeah, but, that's uh, funny. But yeah, they're huge, huge influence. And then um, my brother, after he spent a summer in... I kind of I followed a lot of what my eldest brother did. I'm a Man cool. United fan because he was a United fan. He spent um, he spent like six months in New York, I think. And well, music-wise, when he came back, he introduced me to um, Counting Crows. Oh, yeah. Blues Traveler. Yeah. You know, so once I started getting into them and then... Once the internet started getting rolling, I was researching, and I, I would drive to uh, Derry in Northern Ireland, which is about about 45, 50 minutes away, to a tiny record store, because mm-hmm. he was the only one around that would have obscure American stuff. arts, yeah. you know, so like Dog's Eye View, I yeah. don't know if you've ever heard of yeah, them sure. or not. Yeah, yeah, so I used to drive up there and buy CDs off them or get them to order them in. And um, e- Even in the age of social media, which has helped me kind of expand my uh, repertoire of what I listen to a lot, record stores are still so important. Yeah, and, yeah uh, for sure. That's, that's another thing that really scares me about what's going on now is a lot of, you know, record stores have been holding on by a, a thin thread and something like yeah. this could close them up. So I've been talking to Rob Sexton uh, over at Planet Retro in St. Pete and I've been trying to get him on, but... I, I, you know, any way that, like, I don't know what this is going to do to people's disposable income, but, you know, yeah. I'm trying to say, if you've got time on your hands, right now is a great time to go out and start a record collection and For listen sure, to yeah. albums yeah. beginning and frontward, and then, uh, you know, I've had a number of musicians on, and I was like, if you've got time now, like, I'm hoping, like, nine months from now, there's this huge, there's a Celtic tiger of <laughs> music that comes out that just, you know, was spawned by these, t- you know, because every time there's dark days, a lot of great music comes out of it. Yeah, you look at 9-11 sure. yeah. and these other things. So, with this, you've got, you've got the intersection of, you know, kind of scary times with a lot of free time on your hand. And yeah. so, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping this turns into something positive in that yeah. way yeah i mean all the all the small businesses rock record stores grocery stores you know food restaurants and stuff like that they're all gonna hurt yeah they really really yeah. are like so scary stuff hopefully the community can so, keep them afloat somehow yeah so what's on tap for you today do you have to drive down to sarasota or out to bel-air or i what's... gotta go to bel-air okay yeah i got a meeting out there today now are so. you boots on the ground or are you supervising or I'm, both or... I, I run the ceramic tile department okay so okay I'm a little bit of both I'm okay in the office looking at jobs before before we start them i go out to the job site you know check the conditions out there and then while the jobs are going on i'm constantly going there and checking up on the guys making sure they have the right material making sure they're putting the right stuff in the right place and, yeah you know stuff like that but, good times good times yeah well i appreciate so, you coming by this no was problem. awesome hopefully you'll come back i could just uh talk with you about anything maybe Thanks. when the elections happen we can talk about that it looks oh, like yeah. a Biden smoked Bernie last night. Yeah, did you vote? Uh, yes, I did. I did mail in. Okay, didn't matter. I mean, I I, I voted. And it I, mattered. I, I hand sanitized and washed them before yeah. I went in and after I left. Yeah, of all I the mean, mornings, I was yeah. I was hoping Bernie would get it, but it's not looking. 
don't, I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. So now uh, with Biden committing to a female vice president, I wonder who the, the pick's going to be. don't know. Yeah. One of, one of the guys in my office is speculating that it could be Michelle Obama. Could you imagine that ticket? Oh. It's a good thought. I didn't even think of that. That would be amazing. That might actually do something. Uh, yeah. As long as not... If, as if l- it could, I, I'm I mean, fine with Hillary. I don't have a problem with Hillary, yeah. but as long as it's not Hillary. I don't see it being Hillary. Because that will be the death knell to I think, campaign. I think maybe Kobachar. I don't know if Warren would run as Kobachar wouldn't MVP, get it. But... Warren, Warren, I don't know if that would help. I like Kamala, but she's got a lot of enemies. Yeah. Michelle yeah. Obama. She would, she would definitely help unify the about party. That. Yeah. Oh my God, that would be beautiful. Wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? Would be something oh, else. Oh, please. <laughs> Michelle, I know you're listening to this show. Please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> please. Here's hoping. Please, please, please. Oh, that would be beautiful. Yeah. Well, that and then anytime, whenever the next uh, big tournament is, I'll have uh, AJ and Madgen and I'll just listen to the three of you talk soccer when uh, we'll put a game on or something. Nice. I actually, it started, one of the things that I want to do is, so one of my friends, Billy Gower, uh, he was on the show yesterday, and he used to wrestle up in uh, Brandon in Plant City. And so there was a a family in uh, Brandon called the Grahalis family, and they were like amazing wrestlers. Like they were like countrywide best wrestlers. And so he got to wrestle with the Grahalis family up there. But he was talking about after uh, wrestling meets, they used to do something called the Taco Bell Grande Challenge, which is, you know, they would have to cut weight so they wouldn't be eating for like days before their meet. Well, after they wrestled, they would go order a grande meal, which is like nine of whatever you choose from Taco Bell. And they'd each have a competition to see who could eat the grande meal the quickest. (laughs) So I'm actually thinking of doing a televised like on IGTV or Facebook watch a, a grande challenge in my conference room and I want to pick four people and just videotape it and see who can who can do it first and I'll just have buckets and like I'll have like saran or what's the plastic I'll put down some mats everywhere because someone's going to yak but anyway make sure you line it with tarps yeah yeah so anyway thank you so much for coming on Dave it was a pleasure thanks and, for uh, having me Love and I, being here I wish you you and your family health and uh, good fortune moving forward cheers appreciate it